Welcome back to Beyond the Blue. I'm Nathan. Hi, my name is Jermaine, and today's special guest is. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, hi, I'm uh, Sergeant Chan from Nawada Griffin, Royal Canadian Air Cadet Squadron. Uh, I am the NCF2IC of the band, and of course, I'm involved in effective speaking as well. Yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about effective speaking, which is another part of cadets that is an option, but is a very fun part to be in. Sounds good. So, um, how about you explain to us what effective speaking is? Uh, effective speaking is uh, this program the Air Cadet program offers that allows people to find their inner voice, that give them their confidence. Um, so, um, through these things such as like speech competitions, impromptu speeches, kind of like weekly or in our case bi-weekly practices, um, cadets can build their confidence, improve their speaking skills, and uh, and in general be more confident at speaking uh, in public to get rid of that stage fright. And I find it very useful because I find effective speaking to be very uh, to be an important skill to have in a later life, and even now in cadets as well. Uh, for example, I had to do a presentation at school, and um, you might get stage fright when you're doing your presentation. So in fact, just speaking gives you the skills that allows you to get rid of that fear and be able to deliver something such as a presentation or maybe even a job interview in the future uh, more effectively and uh, more effectively to uh, the cadets. Uh, that, uh, more effectively to like your audience. Yeah. That's nice to hear. So it sounds like, you know, effective speaking is really directed towards um, really boosting the confidence of cadets. Um, when it comes to yourself, have you noticed yourself becoming more confident or would you say that effective speaking is something that you've always found your way around and, you know, really had um, the specific skills for? Uh, sorry, can you repeat the question? Your audio cut out for me. Oh, okay. Can you guys hear me now? Uh, yeah, let's just follow my internet. Yeah, so I just wanted to know, because, you know, you did talk a lot about how effective, effective speaking is geared towards really boosting the confidence of air cadets and speaking skills. Um, when it comes to yourself, would you say that effective speaking has greatly improved your confidence? Or would you say that, for the most part, it's something that you've always had um, a talent for? Um, and just, you know, found your way around very smoothly. I actually have been sort of involved in like effective speaking since like before, like the cadet, like before like my career in cadets. Um, mm -hmm. I did participate in some like Mandarin effective speak, uh, not effective speaking, speech competitions. And I've won like first place in some of those. But um, and that certainly improved like my speaking skills like in Mandarin, but like it's mm -hmm. sort of helped in English as well. Um, I saw this effective speaking program in cadets as a way like to further that to make myself like even more confident and be able to uh, convey my thoughts and get them across easier. Um, but yeah, I've been able to get myself around this program pretty easily. Yeah, that's actually really good to hear. 
Um, I feel like so for when it comes to me, um, I was always kind of a reader at a young age. I was always forced to read <laughs> books. I love reading now, but uh, in, the, in that time, I, I kind of hated it. Um, and I feel like that's kind of where I got my speaking skills from. And I remember when I went into effective speaking, by the way, this was in level three. Um, I had no idea that we were supposed to do an impromptu speech. And when I went to the regional competition, I definitely, it was, it was, it was a huge fail. Everyone saw, but it's, it's okay. It was my first time. Uh, but I feel like the way that I was able to communicate my thoughts was a lot easier because of how much reading I did. Um, and a lot of, um, I read a lot of text and a lot of speeches, like my parents like to watch speeches from Barack Obama. So naturally, I would feel obligated to join them in and uh, I felt a certain degree of representation. And that's something I wanted to replicate. Um, are there any instances um, for the two of you that you know, think helped you become better speakers and better leaders? Uh... I remember one of my, this was before effective speaking, uh, but I remember during this one uh, Mandarin speech competition, um, it was my first time. I obviously didn't get like, um, didn't, didn't get something. I, I didn't get first place, I didn't get anything. Uh, but uh, I, I was really sad at the time, but over the, oh, oh, as I saw more of it, it was, I, I saw it more as like a learning opportunity. Um, so. Like, it taught me that, like, failure is, like, not necessarily a bad thing. It's more something to be, uh, to be, to something that can be learned from and that can, uh, can be used to improve yourself. Uh, so I decided to stay in that competition, of course, and later off my efforts started to persevere. So, um, uh, what's it called? Like, speaking, if, like, in public, like, has sort of, like, taught me that, um, what's it called? How do you explain this? Uh, that like failure is an option. Like you can afford to take uh, you can afford to take risks and like not like accomplish your goal. But as long as you learn something from that failure, it it isn't exactly failure. The more I feel of it, true failure is when you actually don't learn something from uh, your 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 failures. <laughs> Yeah, so, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's always something to learn and something to take out of every experience, mm -hmm. uh, especially if I could speak in, because uh, when I was in level three, I knew I had to be a leader because I was getting a lot older. Yeah. And uh, level four was cut short because that was kind of when everything shut down. And something that would have made all the difference if I had learned to speak up uh, for myself and other people too, because that's when, because, you know, you, the two of you are at that age where you have to start volunteering more and you're more involved and actually just being able to get things across to other people like saying okay here's what you have to do because you're in leadership uh, positions now you're looking after other cadets and speaking really does make all the difference being able to well um <laughs> so Germ Germaine just kind of dipped oh, okay he's back oh, he's back all right, um, Jimmy, would you like to finish your Would you like to finish your point? Sure. Technology, okay. everyone. Okay. So, um, my camera. Okay. So, as I was saying, um, yeah, you're kind of at that age where you're 
in charge of a lot more things and being able to communicate what you need from other people is so important um yeah like i don't really look back on the days when i was getting started and feel like a huge amount of regret uh, regret because i was still learning at the time yeah. but um yeah like i feel like it really does make all the difference and i'm glad that you brought that up uh, yeah i've like you actually bring up a really good point as well like you said about like being like giving you the skills that like convey something across and be able to convince people and like give the directions like clearly i find that very useful in like myself as well because uh i've for like cadet fundraisers for example like it's not not during this time of course it's, it's covid but like sometimes i like send emails to other sort of my my speaking sounds sort of like like leaks into my my email messages as well but yeah um mm, like absolutely. you get the idea but the like the lang the language you like learn in effective speaking like is like for me has proven like very useful like doing things like fundraisers where you have to like convince people to like <laughs> yeah. buy something so uh, yeah, it's certainly been a Congratulations on that, by the way. You're doing really good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's really easy to, like, convince and persuade people to do what you want um, when you know how and when you have the proper words. Uh, yeah. Why um, do, you, you want, do you have anything to add? Oh, uh, why do you think that... Um, well, so we're talking about, like, fundraising and how it becomes easier to persuade people to fundraise for you once you have like the correct wording why don't you think that most people are able to find the correct wording like why do you think it's easier now that you've gone through the effective speaking portion than before when you hadn't i personally think that confidence like plays a very huge like part in that because some people like some people are just like they don't have the confidence they can't they, they can't find their like inner voice like to put it that way, like they they like what's it called? They don't have the confidence to like speak up and to like, like find like what's it called? Find the right words to like persuade something. They might be insecure about themselves. They might think like the language they use might like not be the best language. But like something I've learned in the effective speaking is no matter how bad it might sound to you, just just say it. It might be a good thing. It, some people might hear it as a, a good thing. And, that co and the, the confidence that enables you to do that, I think, uh, plays a huge part in, like, some people not being able to, like, that might not be as good as, like, how do I put this? Not, not being able to express their thoughts as well. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah. through the speaking program, like, uh, you do learn a lot of, like, skills that help you bolster your confidence and to... And it generally makes like fundraising and speaking to other people like much more easier. Yeah, that's a great point. You also get to be more descriptive with mm -hmm. your thoughts too. Like mm -hmm. I feel like you've already said something along those lines, but for the most part you get to communicate like you get to figure out how to emphasize this really means a lot to me like this is air cadets i'd love your support and then really go off of multiple tangents i feel like when i was in social studies um those are kind of where i learned the skills to find backing evidence but i'm you know applying those critical thinking skills to um different events so it's cool to you know be able to look back and use those skills in school yeah definitely <laughs> continuing um why do you think um, effective speaking is 
So we're talking about like how effective speaking helps builds one's confidence and how that mm-hmm. confidence is important because um, people find it harder to speak without the confidence. Do you think the confidence also has an effect on how people are portrayed? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean by that. Do you mean like what's it called? Like how on how other people like view them? Yeah. Or how? They, uh, so you're saying like how how like confidence affects how people view like other people? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like especially in aircrafts where you have like leaders, the ability to like look confident and like be like put put on that convincing face and be confident that. Your event or your 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 flight night is going to go well. I think really improves the morale a lot because when your leader is not showing confidence, like their expression is like saying mm, this this event might be like it's get sketchy, it might fail, you know, like something might go wrong. I feel like that has a great effect on the morale on the guests. They they're what they tend to not participate that much. But when you're confident and speak up and uh, and, sh- and show to them that my this event is going to be so good it's, it's going to work and or like mm-hmm. when they're going through a task and they're like we can get through this together well, those that display of confidence helps the younger cadets especially they need leaders to look up to so having that sort of confidence uh, makes like accomplishing a task much more uh, easier and everyone just tends to have a more happier time that way <laughs> Yeah, well, um, have you been able to mentor people in effective speaking? Uh, not really. Um, I do, um, well, what's it called? I, I do have a close friend that's in effective speaking, Fly Corporal Riff, and uh, we sometimes talk about effective speaking, that sort of thing, and like how to improve each other, uh, improve each other's speeches, so... Yeah, it's not really much of a, I'm not really much of a mentor, but uh, it's more just like exchanging feedback, that sort of thing. Yeah, so when you're exchanging feedback, does it, is it like different than uh, when giving feedback in, say, a drill setting or a band setting? Uh, Apart from that, it's not really much different. Like, um, like a lot of the things that you, like the feedback, like, for example, in band, I might say, I might tell this one section that they're playing might be a bit too loud. Um, in fact, just speaking, like, or like, what's it called? In band, you can also like this, uh, like, suggest that, like, you know, this you might be playing too loud in this section. I would suggest like being a bit quieter. Uh, I feel like that also applies to effective speaking, just with like different material. Uh, so, like, let's say, like, I suggest, like, one that, for example, like working on their like delivery, like, you might say, like. You might you're bit, maybe you're a bit over enthusiastic on this one section. Uh, maybe you should like dial it down a bit. Like that sort of, like the the method of like giving feedback is mostly the same. It's just that the like the subject matter is different. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And I like what you said earlier about how confidence helps um, you know change the perception. A small memory of mine was when I was in grade 11, and this was actually the time that we were supposed to get ready for the FTX. Uh, so I personally wasn't looking forward to it because I was feeling a little bit drowsy that week. 
uh, it was really hectic. And I was talking to Wo Tu Quinn, and she, I don't know if she was actually excited about it, but I was like, oh, we have to go to this FTX. I want to go. It's weird. Oh, uh, it's snowy. It's cold outside. And she was very excited. She was like, yeah, we get to go camping. It's going to be so fun, you know. Uh, it, I don't know. It was very small, but I felt like it made all the difference. Even um, during the FTX, we had a couple seniors set up um, some games for everyone to play, and that brought everyone together too. It was cold, it was dark, but having other people to look up to, have a really positive per perception of things, helped. Um, another memory of mine would probably be when I was in level four. Uh, there was definitely a huge. Um, difference in you know a couple people like it seemed like there was kind of a split between our level there was a huge group of people who were very very confident and uh traditionally more i guess successful and then there was another group of people in which they had a lot of ideas very very ambitious but they were relatively silent and it seemed you know looking back um, <clears throat> well, sorry, in the moment, it seemed like, you know, we were getting like the shorter end of the stick, but I feel like it was just a matter of confidence and that we kind of missed out on those experiences. Um, can you think of any other, can the two of you think of any other incidences in which, you know, having that confidence and just being able to go after things really made all the difference? Uh, that's actually a very good question. I can at the moment, I actually can't think of anything. <laughs> well, in that case, I can go first. Um, last year, I was in charge of... Um, I was the stage manager for two for two school plays. And as a stage manager, you kind of have to be, like, assertive and know what you're doing. And that was the first year anyone at the school was a stage manager, so no one knew what to do. So be, having done effective speaking, it really... My confidence was, like, really nice. So I was able to pretend I knew what I was doing even when I didn't and uh, it, it really made it seem much easier for me to do it uh, like lead as the stage manager because people were like yeah he seems, he seems like he knows what he's doing let's follow it yeah uh yeah I find a very like similar example with you but like with the band of course um I what's it called sometimes on like some occasions I was called to like lead the like the band practices and some of the things, like, I, I must admit, sometimes I wasn't really knowing if I'd done the right thing or not, but, like, that, like, confidence I've learned in fact, just speaking has, like, told me, like, you know, whatever you just follow through with it, like, be confident, no, no, like, just give yourself a personality that you know what you're doing. And that, like, that confidence, like, helped me through my, like, like, the first couple of, like, band practices. Uh, that I was needed for and over time it became more and more natural for me to uh, be confident and uh, what's it called and and like combined with like what's it called me like learning more about like the position certainly like made me like a better uh, leader in general yeah that sounds really nice well, the opposite of mentorship is menteeship, right? So, do you have any memories as a mentee learning from a more experienced mentor in the effective speaking area? 
not I don't have an example in the factory speaking here, but can I talk about like some bad stuff again? Yeah, sure. Uh I I do want to mention uh Flight Flight Sergeant Oogly. Uh she's a very great like leader and like she also has that skill of being like very confident and her like confidence like taught me a lot about like you know uh, uh like her confidence like certainly like inspired me to like take up effective speaking to like improve my own confidence and like when you have one day be a leader some some way in the cadet program so uh, i certainly didn't regret the uh opportunity of effective speaking yeah what about you flight sergeant kamani sorry what was the question do you have any like when during your first year in the effective speaking program was there any um effective speaking mentor to you i know i don't i don't believe there was any many people that year but yeah so in my first year the two people that joined effective speaking was me and um now they are known as like corporal zhang but at the time we were both lacs uh our coach was sergeant murphy who is no longer at 918 but i actually didn't go to effective speaking practices because i was preparing for the board exam because i was trying to get a scholarship course which it didn't turn out very well but and you know a lot of that was because i wasn't able to speak my answers weren't clear um when I was in basic aviation, I met up with one of the um, evaluators, one of the board members, and she told me, you did very, very well. Your answers weren't very clear. And looking back, that made a lot of sense, because first of all, I was very nervous. Uh, like I was I was hardly breathing in that room. Um, I remember she walked me in, and I was like, I'm so nervous, I don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, it's fine, I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. I've done three of these, and you know, you should be okay. Uh, I went in there. It was weird because they knew everything about me. They knew which program I was in. They knew my age. It felt like taking a quiz about myself. It was like having a kahoot. Like, who am I really, you know? I don't know. It was so weird. <laughs> Did they ask for your blood type? No, but <laughs> they knew, like, which school. Like, you're supposed to fill this stuff out. But when you're in a room filled with people that know everything about you and they're judging you to see if you're qualified to go after something you want and you're like an LAC who has what like four months of experience in the program it's like really weird and I didn't even know the phonetic alphabet at the time I knew practically nothing so it was very very it was awkward but once I left I realized how much of a learning experience it was uh we were all pretty much you know feeling very doubtful because it's very intense. There's so many people competing, but it was fine. I, I, it was fine. I actually wrote a story about this for my English essay a couple months ago, but uh, yeah. Uh, so bouncing back, I, I should have spent more time going to effective speaking practices to build up those skills and learn how to slither my way using the English dictionary just to you know have an answer. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like if I had done better, I would have gotten, um, I would have had a higher chance at getting the course and just overall leaving a better impression 
Um, but, you know, I did end up going um, once I was done the board examinations and I learned a lot about body language and, you know, learning to use your hands when you're communicating. Um, but yeah, I don't really think I was the best person at putting these skills to use. So when I actually went to the competition, things didn't really turn out the way I hoped, kind of, you know, hoped. Yeah, but, um, you know, it was a huge learning experience. I learned a lot and I also got to watch a lot of other people do their speeches. So it was nice to have a position where I was just sitting in. And one of my best friends actually got first place. So um, it was nice to, it was, it was just a, it was a nice day. Yeah. It was a good experience. Yeah. And th this isn't really sort of like a mentor thing, but like uh, you brought up about the, uh, the interview, the, the, the boards. And um, I now that I think of it, actually, I do have an example of uh, being a mentee. And that, of course, has always been my, uh, my mom. So like in, like when I was still doing like Mandarin speech competition, like she was my, she, she was my coach. She like taught me a lot about like body language, expression, how like deliver your thoughts like really effectively. And like her like speaking style has like, like speech, speech style, uh, like has like went down to me. Um, like I inherited most of her style and like a lot of like my expressions and my, like my body language I still get from her. So, um, Mom, if you're if you're if you're out there watching, uh, thank you for uh, for coaching me during my speech competitions, and of course helping me from uh, the mock words as well. And yeah, she really gave me a lot of confidence. Um, she gave me the confidence I needed to go through a lot of these things, such as like those board interviews or like those speech competitions. So yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, we all inherit traits from our parents. Absolutely, <laughs> that too. Well, before we end, if we have, if Jeremy doesn't have any more questions. All right. Before we end, do you have anything, Sergeant Tan? Uh, I don't have much. I just have one question, right? And my question is like, why did you guys like, like, uh, go to me for, uh, for like talking about like effective speaking and, uh, this sort of thing? <laughs> I know this isn't really related to the podcast. I just want to know why. <laughs> well, we, do you want? Do you, do you want to answer first? Um, I no, not really. Okay. Uh, well, uh, I personally like I was in charge of like, um, organizing certain like all the times and dates and stuff and guests. Uh. Nathan Yuan handles the uh, other parts that I don't really want to deal with. Uh, but uh, uh, I, I chose you specifically because, you know, you are in level four. So um, you probably are a little bit more relatable to cadets. And it's, 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 it's sad because, you know, uh, level fours are very grouped in because you guys are all in one flight. Not a lot of dispersion happens anymore because a lot of you guys are yeah, you're not really able to talk to juniors. And I knew that if I got someone a little bit older talking about effective speaking, like someone very, very, very high up, uh, me watching this as a junior probably wouldn't even find it relatable. But seeing someone who's closer to my 
um, level, it probably would have made me feel more comfortable. I also know that effective speaking is something that you found a lot of success and enjoyment in. So that's why we chose you. And I'm very happy that we did because it seems like you have a lot to offer. And I hope that your band juniors can listen to this and a bunch of people in level three, level two, level one, and maybe even some people that are older than you. Um, yeah, so like level five too can take something away from this. And yeah, yeah, that's why we chose you. All right. <clears throat> Thank you. Uh, so, I also have uh, one more uh, question. Absolutely. I know with Flight Sergeant Kamani, you also, you, you already like mentioned your like experiences like practice speaking so uh, uh i have a question for you sergeant uh you want to tell us a bit about your experience in practice speaking how my experience all right um well before i start um i was ne i heard of effective speaking back at 781 and i kind of shrugged it off like something i was never going to touch it didn't seem that interesting <laughs> like speaking right i can do that right yeah like I used, to, I was, I've always been really good at uh, doing, giving presentations, uh, speaking like loudly and clearly to people, giving present and like giving presentations and all. And all it was during one English, um, let's call it a skit. It was like a court case that my teacher came up to me and told me you should join like a Mad Lib group or something. You're really good at speaking and like arguing with people. I was like, all right, I'll think about it. Right, I wasn't really gonna think about it. But <laughs> but then uh, Wednesday came, cadets, and then they were like, effective speaking. I was like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot. And that's when I learned I, I knew nothing about speaking. <laughs> yeah, because I walked in there, I was like, yeah, I, can, I don't need to practice. What is this? Write a script? Because it was like the competition, you had to like write a prepared, and then you had the impromptu. I was like, write a script? Are you crazy? I'm not doing that. So I put it off to the last day. And then I saw I, I saw everyone else is like, oh crap! I kind of need to write something. So I was going to write something, and then I may or may not have procrastinated and didn't. So that part of my presentation for the competition did really much fall apart. However, I was very good at uh, improvising, so that the impromptu speech was really nice. But that's when I learned that oh. um, preparation is necessary. <laughs> Yeah, for some for some reason I'm like the exact opposite. Like you mentioned, like you can like you're you're pretty good at like impromptu. Um, for me, it's like completely like it was completely opposite. Like I I had some experience in like prepared speeches, but in the impromptu department, I wasn't really like well versed in it. I only mm -hmm. really encountered impromptu speeches in like the effective speaking, because all the Chinese uh, Mandarin speech competitions were all uh, well prepared. So. Effective speaking really like also like taught me like a lot about like how to like learn like not learn sync on my feet really quickly like you only get like three minutes of prepare speech yeah so uh, yeah and that sort of like also builds into your confidence as well, well yeah well for me I feel like it's just because of the style I presented because when I do like a presentation you might see ten words on my slides max most of it is just pictures and animations and then I just kind of spew words at the audience and pretend I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's really just impromptu every time. It works for me, doesn't work for most people, but that's how I present. 
Yeah, I really agree with that, like, pretending to, like, know what, like, you're talking about. Because, like, really, effectively speaking, it's just, like, get, you get a subject, you talk about something, and you, like, pretend you know about everything about that subject, and you, like, keep talking until the time runs out. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Basically what you do. Yeah. Well, before we end off, um, I have one last question for you, Sergeant Tan. And that question is, what is one piece of advice you'd give to every, every mentor and mentee in the Effective Speaking program? Hmm. I would say just work on the confidence. Like, confidence is, I feel like if you have the confidence and, of course, like the perseverance to, like, uh, to let's go learn that confidence, like you will be able to speak more effectively because I find that a lot of like as uh, I forgot who mentioned it, Sergeant Flight Sergeant Kamani, I think uh, you talked about like how like a lot of people like aren't like what's it uh, the like earlier in the um, in the podcast when we were talking about when we were talking about the when like people like didn't have like enough confidence like bring out oh, yeah. whatever they had stage like, right yeah. yeah yeah stage right and like it's really hard to like learn that confidence like especially I remember my first impromptu speeches I I didn't exact I, I didn't exactly do good um, and I felt really discouraged at that point but of course you have to learn something from failure after all and you just have to persevere you have to keep keep up with a good mindset. Be patient, of course, and one day you'll be able to get the confidence that you need. Effective speaking isn't necess- It isn't a a thing where you can just like, as Sergeant Yuan said, uh, uh, leave off till the last minute. Should I should I put it? But yeah, I feel like it's more of like it's not exactly short term as well. It's like more of a long time investment because you won't exactly attend an effective speaking pro. Uh, practice and then come back the next week being like being like very good at speaking it's more of like you slow it's a very slow process and i feel like that's what discourages a lot of people from effective speaking just takes a lot of time and like you know if you if you're patient you're willing to embrace failure you will slowly be able to gain confidence, the confidence that you need, and you will start to become a better speaker, a more confident speaker. Yeah. Yeah, that's some great advice. Be confident, be who you are, and don't let up, because let's be honest, if you're not going to pretend you know what you're talking about, no one else is going to know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with that, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, we'll see you on the other side of the blue. Bye!